0: Hello and welcome to beauty guides podcast. You can find us at beauty guides podcast on Instagram and Facebook. We are two beauty industry professionals discussing makeup, skincare, sometimes even self care. My name is Kelsey. I'm a licensed esthetician and educator, and you can find me on Instagram at Kelsey's aesthetics.
1: I'm Lauren. I'm a licensed cosmetologist and a freelance hair and makeup artist. You can find me on Instagram at Lauren H beauty vibes. Today's topic is nineties makeup. Nostalgia. Hey, friends.
0: The cat and welcome back. This episode we are chatting on our house phone, cordless of course, in our bedroom as we flip through our Seventeen magazine. Our clothes are Delia's and wet seal. Our shoes are platform Steve Madden's. Our hair is in butterfly clips and our signature perfume is Clinique Happy. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Honestly, my I'm totally crediting my sister Sarah for all of this. She was in high school in the late 90s and she was the true inspo for all of this.
1: She really was. And growing up, like Kelsey's sister was always like the cool older sister that had really good style. And she was kind of a rebel. I remember she had tattoos before everybody. But, yeah, she was the shit.
0: Yeah. Still out. is. Still is. Still yeah. the shit, Sarah. We love you. <laughs> so, Lauren, to get us in some 90s mood, I made a really fun um, this or that 90s edition game. Um, I want to also shout out my husband because he helped me come up with this. So for oh my the- God. Yay podcast, husband. Yay. So for the first one. <laughs> Buffy the Vampire Slayer show or Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie? Uh,
1: movie all the way. I don't know. Movie all the way. <laughs> I don't. I, I have. Do you like the
0: show Buffy the Vampire Slayer? It's all right. My husband loves it. And I know my sister liked it too. But like the movie is what I loved. That's like what. It is. How, Everything. How funky is your chicken? How loose is yes, your goose? Yes, how loose
1: is your goose? <laughs> My goose is totally loose. And also, I live for Do you remember the yellow jacket? Yes. The leather jacket. Yeah, yes. that was like a big deal in that movie. I like still to this day want a yellow leather jacket. Yeah.
0: No, uh the movie all the way. That was a, I think this is a pretty unpopular opinion, but 100% mm-hmm. the movie. Yeah, but our opinion's right, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Next one. Next one. Jennifer Love Hewitt versus Sarah Michelle Gellar.
1: Ooh, and this one's really hard because mm-hmm. they were both so gorgeous. And I know what you did last summer. Mm-hmm. And I loved when Sarah Michelle Geller was the beauty queen in that. So mm-hmm. I think I have to go with her because I also was obsessed with her in, um, oh, what's the the Ryan Philippe movie? Mm-hmm. Cruel, Cruel Intentions. Intentions. Yeah. For yeah. me, it's- Okay. Sarah, for me, what is it for you? Yeah.
0: It's definitely Sarah for me too because of Cruel Intentions. I know Jennifer yeah. Love Hewitt was like the it girl, but I always really liked Sarah Michelle Geller better. Yeah, agreed. Okay, and then for movies, we have Clueless versus The Craft. This one is so rude. I know. I mean, they're both so I good. I, I
1: think I have to say Clueless because I do watch that one more often, and then mm-hmm. The Craft is kind of like when it's you know spooky season. I'm like, let's get into it. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Um. It. This one is really hard, but I did that on purpose. I think for me, uh, I think it's The Craft. um but not to shame clueless I just think I watched the craft the more more and I think if I were to pick a movie I think I would pick the craft
1: also as a skin expert did you just love the area the part where like her skin is all scarred and then it like goes away with that (sighs) machine they put on it
0: yeah and then um and the one girl's hair falling out I mean it's just like the craft is totally like there were always the mean girls in high school and it was like what you have the power to like just like you know get them get up get back at them absolutely okay yeah. so it was like good witch versus bad witch exactly I like so for yeah. style grunge mm-hmm. style baggy pants and flannels versus the girl next door pleather skirts and baby tees Okay. So I feel like everyone thinks I'm going to go for girl next door, but I am a
1: grunge bitch <laughs> at heart. I love the darker side of things. And it's funny. Cause like growing up, my dad would never let me express myself. And he has this like weird Baltimore accent sometimes. So he would always be like, you look golf. That's how he says "goth." <laughs> like he's like, so he'd be like, stop trying to be goth," And I'm like, okay, I don't get it. <laughs> okay. What about you
0: though? I think probably if I was in high school, girl next door, And if I think it's today, I would be grunge because I just want to be comfortable. I mean, baggy pants and flannel. You know, actually, I probably would have done, like, grunge, baggy pants, and flannel. I probably would have been that girl.
1: Yeah, because I liked the little sports bra underneath so, like, you keep your flannel open or you, like, put it around Mm -hmm. your waist. I think that's – especially as a curvy girl, I think it's a hot
0: style, Mm -hmm. you know? I like to have baggy pants. All right, next one. Next one, Battle of the Twins. Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen versus Tia and Tamara.
1: Oh, man. I I love them both. But I watched so much Mary
0: Kate and Ashley that that's probably what I got to go with. Same. Me too. And, you know, we're so close in age with them, too. I feel Mm -hmm. like it, it was really like we were the target audience for whatever they were doing. Absolutely. Next one, now and then versus Babysitters Club.
1: Oh, now and then, all the oh, way, all the
0: way, all the way. Now and then, so many good.
1: People don't know about that movie, especially the younger yes. generation. And I'm like, it's so important. It
0: yeah, so iconic. Rosie O'Donnell before like she went off and went crazy. No, that was right. Such, and so Melody good.
1: Griffith was so hot in it. I remember I thinking know. that Demi Moore too was in it. Gosh, the cast,
0: the cast, Christina Ricci, like all of it. Yep. so good. Okay, so Leonardo DiCaprio in Titanic or Leonardo Leonardo DiCaprio in Romeo and Juliet?
1: Titanic just ripped my heart out. I remember (laughs) leaving the theater actually in tears because I would have rather Rose died than Jack. Um, (laughs) But he has so much swag in Romeo and Juliet. So... I think I'm gonna go with Titanic though. What okay, about you?
0: This is this is fun. I'm going Romeo and Juliet because I yeah, remember I watched that a few weeks ago and yeah. I like texted you and I was like, This movie is everything. Yeah, it's on Hulu, by the way, if anyone wants to see it. But I really liked the like LA. Um he was wearing like Hawaiian shirts. Yes. And like the tattoos and the the kind of grungy LA vibe. Yeah. That's my favorite Leonardo DiCaprio, I think. Yeah, that's hot. Um, next one, Scream versus I Know What You Did Last Summer.
1: <sighs> I think I have to go with Scream on this one, but I did want to say that – well, I already said it, but the Sarah Michelle Gallard, the look when she's the beauty queen, it, mm-hmm. it was just like – I think I rewinded that scene way too much growing up. But
0: definitely Scream <laughs> for me. <laughs> yeah, I I think I'm going to go with Scream. I think I was actually um, – more scared of I know what you did last summer I think the horrified yeah. that whole story yeah. scared the shit out of me I think the fish hook to me is actually more yes. scary yes <laughs> and,
1: I think and we also like lived on the water in Annapolis and it, right. I don't know it just felt very close to home you know what yeah. I mean like some
0: fisherman like coming for you I didn't mm-hmm. like that and then finally some heartthrobs Jared Leto versus Johnny Depp um, 100% Jared Leto. Oh, Jordan Catalano in my so-called life. Is there oh anything God. better than Jordan Catalano? Um, no. My so-called life is so sad because it was only like one season. And it was, I actually watched it for show. the first
1: time this year. Oh, really? And yeah. So I was new to it, but it made me really sad. Cause after I was done, I was like, wait, there's only one season of
0: this. Yeah. No, it, it got canceled. Yeah. If no one's seen my so-called life, like if you want some true nineties, like te- like such a, not even a teen drama. Cause that makes it sound like CW. It was just like so much more than that. It was real. Yeah. She's your typical, like neurotic angsty teen. Mm-hmm. And I love that. But they dealt with like, you know, her one best friend has like kind of an in and out of the her life mom and so mm-hmm. she's like partying all the time and then she has one friend who's gay which was like not a common thing to be out mm-hmm. and gay in the 90s so it was really interesting it's a good show
1: yeah and also busy phillips it's really fun to see
0: her in that role and young yeah busy, yeah busy phillips is she wait am
1: i thinking the you wrong show? are
0: you're thinking of freaks and geeks
1: You're right. I'm getting confused, but I did still watch my so-called life. I just was putting them together right now. (laughs) Freaks and Geeks
0: is another great show, though, by the way.
1: Yes. Yes, absolutely. Okay. So um, tell me if I'm correct. Linda Cardellini is the one in. Oh,
0: I don't know who that is. Okay. That's fine. We'll keep going. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so that was real fun so let's talk about 90s makeup so when I think of 90s makeup I think after it's like in the 80s we had the bold blush and like the eyeshadow and then in the 2000s we were very overly tanned so much bronzer and in between there we had this 90s era
1: yeah and 90s beauty gives me three kinds of vibes either grunge punk girl next door or supermodel realness mm-hmm. I've yeah, I found this Harper's Bazaar article titled The Best 90s Makeup Looks to Recreate. Recreate sorry. So um, Kelsey organized those for us and we're just going to like kind of go down the list and talk about them and see if we're doing – we really are doing any of them today. Mm-hmm. For sure. Mm-hmm. All right. So we'll start off with the lips. So the first thing that they talked about was the red bitten lips. And I would actually describe this as a crimson glossy color rather mm-hmm. than a bright red. I think um, before in the 80s, people were doing that like Ruby Woo, like mm-hmm. the really bright red in your face. But we kind of like went a little more grunge in the 90s. And I definitely say like lips, we can always bring stuff back.
0: Do you agree? Yeah, I would say this red bitten lip is is like almost like um, a deeper oxblood kind of red versus mm-hmm. that bright red that you were talking about. Um, And I I agree with you. I actually got to play around a little bit with this look um, with a new product I got, which I'll talk about later. But I actually, I mean, I still get down with a a red bitten lip.
1: Yeah, it's beautiful. And I love the idea of like, like you're saying, going with that like crimson, almost like brown Mm -hmm. undertone for the lip rather than the bright in your face. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And then the other type of lip they were talking about was the matte lipstick. I mean, we still use matte lipstick today, but It was really big in the 90s. We were also super into gloss as well. But, Mm -hmm. yeah, a matte lip was, like, a statement. And then another lip that was
0: really popular was the brown lipstick. Yeah. And And when I think Mm -hmm. of matte lip, I think of matte brown lip. Same. When they put put them separately, I was like, ah. But they also kind of, like, went together. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and in this article, they actually mentioned the Maybelline Superstay crayon, which you have been talking about for a while. And I actually recently bought one, and these are fantastic, by the way. If you're looking for like a long wear, matte, easy to use lip color, big fan.
1: So easy to use, and it really glides on the lips, and a lot of, um, what are they? Like lip products that stay all day, like long wear. Mm-hmm. A lot of times once you put them on, you can't always like move them around on your lips. But I think that's my favorite thing about the product. You can still kind of like put your lips together, mush it around and feel nice and hydrated. Mm-hmm. And it lasts all day. So pick up the Maybelline Superstay crayon, please. <laughs> You're welcome. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Um, the next big trend was the overlined lips. Mm-hmm. So we definitely overline our lips right now. That's a big Instagram trend. It looks good on camera. looks crazy in real life. But in the 90s, they were doing the overlying lips with a dark nude or brown and then a lighter color in the center of the lip, mm-hmm. which was
0: really interesting.
1: And, the- and my mind always goes to Kim with Eminem, but that was oh, more like the yeah. 2000s. Well,
0: yeah, I always think about Posh Spice. They always show her picture with this and she was really did that the overlined brown lip with a really light brown in the center. Oh, it was
1: beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like that. And then also the frosted lip, Mm -hmm. which is like a little more,
0: uh, not a little more, a lot of shimmer to that. Yeah, and it's not like a gloss shimmer. It was almost like an iridescent, like purpley gold. Like it it wasn't just like a glossy look to it. Like it it was frosted. Mm -hmm. Like you would get frosted lipstick.
1: It was shimmer. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's what it is rather than like a gloss going in it. It's like Mm -hmm. all those little mini shimmer pigments Mm -hmm. all throughout the lip gloss. And then the last one was burgundy lips and light eyes. (laughs) Please no. I did not like this one. So yeah, they were doing dark burgundy lips and then like a pastel blue eyeshadow for the eye. which
0: takes us into eyes. That was a big trend was like this blue eyeshadow. Um, Mm -hmm. I definitely wore some blue eyeshadow. I can't believe my mom let me. Um, yeah, the, and it was like a powdery, blue. I was going to say it was always a powdery blue and you know, that was, I applied that with a sponge applicator from my mm-hmm. CoverGirl.
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. So move- it was the single, and it came with yeah the little mm-hmm. sponge applicator under it. I'm like seeing it now. It's yeah. awesome.
0: <laughs> so moving on to eyes, the next one was a glitter eyeshadow. So this isn't shimmer. This is straight up glitter, and we put it everywhere. We had roll on body glitter. Oh, everything we could, we covered in glitter. And the person that they showed a picture with this was Brandy, and she, I remember her rocking like the glitter eyeshadow a lot. Um, Yes, I remember that. The Cinderella movie. There was a lot of-
1: Oh, I talk about that movie anytime I get a chance to. (laughs) Whitney's hair in that movie was iconic. Brandy is iconic. I might be a little bit more of a Monica fan, but still love Brandy. (laughs)
0: Um, Next is spider lashes. Um, I don't remember this too much, but it was definitely like a clumpy lash look as opposed to like a lengthened or separated lash look. Um, yep. not the biggest fan. Ne- no. Next is a pastel lid, so it was definitely like these powdery pastel shades were what you used on the lid. Um, and last was all around tight line eyeliner. So definitely that grungy using a, like a black or brown eyeliner in the tight line underneath and all the way above. To and I, I really am. I used to rock this and I hate it now. I think it closes the eye so much.
1: Oh, whenever you tightline your eye, you are closing the eye out. Yeah. And then when you drag powder under the lash line, that's how you're opening your eye. Just Mm -hmm. for people listening, if you're curious. Um, But yeah, I used to rock that too. And I actually kind of like it. When I did my little Gwen Stefani look on Mm -hmm. um, Instagram, I didn't put any mascara on and tightlined it like this and did the pale frosty eyeshadow. (laughs) (laughs) But you did some pale
0: eyeshadow looks this week. Mm -hmm. And oh my God, I was
1: living for it.
0: I did. And you know what? Um, So the one day I did um, like a pastel pink, it it is a Laura Mercier, um, one of her shadow sticks in a matte pastel pink. And it only looked good because I had to cover half my face in a mask. If I had Mm -hmm. like, if I didn't have my face covered, it washed me out so much. That kind of pale pink, because I think Mm -hmm. it picks up on my pink undertones and they're just, I don't know. I, it, uh, it looks good when I have my mask on. Isn't that funny? (laughs)
1: <laughs> uh it it totally makes sense to me because I'm a person that works like sometimes on camera a lot and mm-hmm. I know sometimes things don't always look the same to the eye as they do when you are you know have a mm-hmm. little magic going on mm-hmm. so I think your mask like added
0: a little element yeah to the the just, frostiness just some contrast <laughs> Yes, absolutely. So basically the eye makeup in the 90s kind of had like three vibes. It was either like non-existent mascara only, or you had a pale frosty eyeshadow, usually in a lavender or blue, or it was like a super grungy liner all around the eyes.
1: Yeah. And I think it's interesting because the article stops here because in the 90s, we were not doing much complexion wise. Mm-hmm. No one was contouring, minimal blush was used, no bronzing, just eyes and lips. And while you're at it, wax your eyebrows off. <laughs> um, there was a slight highlight effect at this time due to all the shimmer and the glitter we were wearing. Um, reflective powders were not as finely milled back then. So we can do it a lot better now. How- hallelujah.
0: <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When I asked my sister, so I asked my sister for for you know what she wore makeup wise and for her skin like she really didn't do anything she wore a little bit of under eye concealer and then she wore cover girl face powder and that was it and I feel like that was just kind of the standard is maybe just like some powder on your face a little bit of liquid concealer but we really weren't doing like the blush the contour or anything like are putting a lot of effort into the skin like we do now.
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Um, So I wanted to talk I wanted us to talk about um, some style icons from this time that maybe were really inspirational to us. Um, And so I'll go first. And the first I like this. The first (laughs) one for me is definitely Gwen Stefani. I remember that Don't Speak music video. Um, Gwen Stefani's been kind of a style icon for, I mean, multiple decades now. But during this time, she was doing both, where she was in a cute, girly dress, um, and she was also in the cool girl baggy jeans, Doc Martens, sports bra kind of look. She really played with her look a lot, too. She was always changing her hair color, and she even like bedazzled her face. She put the gemstones on her face and i just thought she was just like the coolest person um the coolest yeah and then number two for me is drew barrymore and i think Mm -hmm. it's because um the wedding singer is like one of my favorite movies and same yeah even though it takes place in the 80s drew barrymore was very much in i mean she's been in the public eye forever um, and when I think of nineties, Drew, I think of blonde, I think of bangs, I think of flowers in her hair. I think of a dark, bold lip. I think of her just like in satin dresses on the red carpet. Like, I don't know. She just seemed like the girl you wanted to be friends with.
1: I've always loved her look too, because she looks very girl next door and sweet, but then she always has this element where she can kind of turn badass in mm-hmm. one second.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I love Drew Barrymore to this day, and I love watching. She does a lot with Flower Beauty, just like showing how she uses the products. And what I think is so interesting is her kind of go-to look is she focuses on skin, And then she'll do lips, and then that's it. She really will skip, like, not even mascara. She'll skip her eyes altogether. And I think it gives such, like, a fresh-faced look for her.
1: Absolutely,
0: Um, yeah. And I I do that sometimes, too, strictly because of her, because I saw how nice it looked, and I was like, wait, it's an option to do your makeup but not have to do eye makeup? Um, mm-hmm. So I just think she is a beauty and style icon kind of effortlessly. I think it's just like a natural thing for her. So what about you, Lauren? Tell me your inspo's.
1: Well, two things I wanted to say. First off, I've always wanted Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore to get married because <laughs> I just love every movie they're in together. That and like Fifty First Dates mm-hmm. and all of that. And I think what you're saying about how Drew does her makeup is so important because uh, especially the younger generation has gotten a hold of these YouTube videos and TikTok, and they really think that you have to go through these complicated steps to do makeup. And I think it also has scared so many people into like, I don't even want to do makeup because I can't even begin to think about all that. But yeah, the simplicity of just like putting a beautiful base on your face and just, you know, adding a little bit of glow here and there, it's everything. And it, it really can take your face to a whole new level. It's really nice. Um, but yeah, okay. My style icons that I loved in the nineties still love number one, the character Buffy, played by Christy Swanson, was and will always be someone I obsess over, just she, like you were saying. The she movie. had,
0: like, the coolest hair in that movie yes. because it was just like, I'll throw it up. I'll wear it down. Looks like I didn't – I just rolled out of bed, but my hair is so cool. That's what I always I loved
1: about. it. Yeah. Amazing. My second one was Gwen Stefani, too.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, do you remember our matching pink shimmery pants? <laughs> 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 yes, were they from they were from like Kohl's or something, and i I will give you credit. I bought them because you had them, so yeah, yeah, Lauren had these like iridescent, cool pink, I guess they were denim, but I don't really know they
1: were yeah, i they exactly they were like this weird, shimmery denim that was like dyed
0: pink, definitely, yeah, so um, Lauren had them, I had to get them, and we would wear them to the middle school dances.
1: Yeah, I was just so ecstatic because I wanted someone to match me. And when you were, like, down for it, I was like, yes, this is my girl. Like, all right. Friends forever? Sounds good. (laughs) All right, so my third one was Aaliyah. Um, I loved the bandana and baggy jeans and a sports yeah. bra. Her hairstyles were everything. And it's funny that I mentioned her because we actually just came up on the 20th anniversary of not having Aaliyah oh, in this world. Wow. I and mean, it's crazy how short her life was, but like, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people around the area will agree that her style and just who she
0: was and the singer that she was and the music she put out was timeless. Mm-hmm, for sure. Yep. Wow. I remember waking up and turning on MTV and them, um, announcing that she had died.
1: Right. It was yeah. crazy.
0: And then to like um the the recent R. Kelly documentaries I, that came out. I was going to bring that up too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's n- new allegations
1: coming out about all of that. Like apparently he married her so he could she could get an abortion. Ooh, <laughs> oh. It just breaks wow. my heart. But yeah. Let's think of the good things with Aaliyah. I also mm-hmm. feel like every female R&B singer that came out after her, I was like,
0: whatever. They're just trying to be like Aaliyah. They're trying annoying. to be like Aaliyah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she had, yeah. uh, God, what was her classic song? Oh, my God. I can't remember now. Um, Tell me
1: you're that somebody. Yes, rock the boat. Yeah, Yeah, they're all good. Yes. yes. <laughs> Baby
0: girl. Okay.
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so then two random moments I wanted to talk about where I was like, holy shit, as a 90s kid is um, Cameron Diaz in The Mask. Mm-hmm. Do you remember her? I was like, I don't know if I want to be you or be inside of you. She <laughs> was gorgeous and, like, we never see that version of Cameron anymore because she went into like Pilates and has her like super tight body. But I loved her curvy. Mm-hmm. She she's beautiful. And then um, I was gonna say Drew Barrymore skin in the movie Ever After. Yes, I was. I would. Yeah. Oh, I, I was gonna say I've always wanted to reach research more into the makeup in that movie because I feel like that's one of the times where airbrush mm-hmm. first started coming out. And I've always wondered if they airbrushed her face.
0: Yeah, I just feel mm-hmm. like this um. Kind of, um, I don't want to say princesses, but maybe that era had a moment between the remake of Romeo and Juliet and then Ever After. Um, and just sort of that style, that like Baroque style of dresses and everything. I don't know. I You that- know, that's a really
1: important point to bring up because I also think of um the movie Jawbreaker. And in the end, the prom scene, she yes. had that like very Baroque type hair that had like ribbons yes. through it. And we definitely were going through like a Renaissance royalty type mm-hmm. vibe. Even the Versace in the 90s was very mm-hmm. like gothic. You know, like it was we were definitely picking up from some of that. And I mm-hmm. didn't
0: realize that until you just said it. God, I can't believe we didn't talk about Jawbreaker at all. Just so <laughs> iconic. I I was asking – That um, deserves
1: its own episode where we're like, I let's know. go through all the outfits and the styles and I the know. makeup because it's
0: so iconic. All of it. So good. Yeah. I was asking my students what some of their favorite 90s movies were, like if they even knew 90s movies. And one of them instantly said – and he's kind of close to my age. He's a few years younger than us. And he was like, uh, Jawbreaker. And I was like, yeah, you <gasps> right. you right. <laughs>
1: Yes. Oh my God. I meant to tell you this. So I um, had a photo shoot this week and I had to drive one of the models to it. And we had a good drive. It was like 45 minutes. She was like 18. So sweet. But I had my music playing and DMX came on and I was like, wait, does your generation know about DMX? And she was like, who's that? And I was like, I felt so stupid explaining it, but I'm like, you know, he was a rapper and he had drug addiction, but he really sick. You hear his pain in his voice. And she was just like, that's really sad. He didn't live that long. And I'm like, you just don't know, you know, you don't (laughs) You don't even care about him, do you? Or he's just gone and no one cares. Nobody
0: cares. (laughs) Now you understand what it's like with me when I make references and my students just look at me and I'm like, no, no. Okay. I totally get it now. It made me sad all day. (laughs) I, I don't feel old until we talk about things and then I'm like oh yeah I graduated college in 2012 and they were like I was in middle school and I'm like yeah. okay right <laughs> moving right along <laughs> yeah Um, so I um I was really inspired by this kind of 90s makeup like I said my sister was a really big inspiration for all of this and so I kind of wanted to go into CVS and shop for 90s makeup and um, I asked my sister so she I asked her what she did for makeup um and she told me a few things. So specifically she said Wet and Wild pencil eyeliners and they specifically had to be lit on fire. She used they had to be, okay? It wasn't a trick. They had to be. They had to be. I watched <laughs> her every they were morning. Moving. Um she used for face products she used CoverGirl powders and under eye concealer. Um, She used a CoverGirl eyeshadow in a light brown. It was like a um, kind of a satin color. Um, Maybelline Great Lash. And she liked Physicians Formula Bronzers, which I feel like they were kind of the first bronzers you could really get at the drugstore. They really are, and and
1: they're still around to this day, and they're very popular still.
0: Mm -hmm. So when I was kind of, like, walking around and picking up things and looking at things, and I was thinking, like, if I was a, you know, teenager in the 90s and I was buying makeup, and I think about the brands I would have used – Wet and Wild and CoverGirl, definitely. But the other one would have been Revlon. I feel like Revlon Ooh. really had its moment in the 90s. I feel like that was kind of when Revlon fell off. Because Revlon right. is, is sort of, it's an older brand. It's been around for mm-hmm. a long time. And really in like the 80s and then into the 90s. And then after that, it, I just feel like Revlon fell off. But I feel like, you know, going to like Rite Aid with my mom, the prominent brand there was Revlon.
1: It really was. And their marketing Mm -hmm. was on point. But you're right. Mm -hmm. It's just kind of like it's still there, but it's kind of like plain Jane. And it didn't have the staying power like Maybelline, Mm -hmm. who's always like reinventing themselves, but staying on top of the game.
0: Right. And I feel like CoverGirl, you know, easy breezy, beautiful CoverGirl was such a 90s thing. We kind of saw CoverGirl fall off a little bit. And I feel like we're seeing kind of a revival of CoverGirl right now with the fact that they recently went cruelty free. And they're sort of targeting like um, you know, the younger generation. Because I feel like when I was really young I used CoverGirl and then there's been like nothing for me with CoverGirl. I'm just like, Oh, that's what I wore when I was a teenager. And I feel like they're trying to just kind of revamp themselves a little bit. Um, and then definitely Wet and Wild. I mean, Wet and Wild's prices are crazy. I mean, the eyeliners were like <laughs> yeah. two dollars, the lip liners were two dollars, they had single eyeshadows for like two bucks. Um so I picked up some products and I was going to do kind of just like a rundown about these products and everything. The reality is they were trash. These (laughs) products.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I, was even going to say when you were talking about the cover girl section, it's like mm -hmm. when you go past it in the store, they kind of have all of the necessities to build Mm -hmm. a face, but I'm just not interested. And there's so many other formulations that I know are really, really good. Yeah. Yeah. That I just, I kind of just go past it nowadays Mm -hmm. definitely if I'm gonna go for a drugstore makeup I go Maybelline yeah Maybelline yeah. Yeah. I know I, they're not going to do me wrong. Like, I know mm-hmm. they they have really good uh, foundations. The mm-hmm. lip that I'm talking about, I like their mascaras. Yeah. But, yeah, CoverGirl is kind of a miss for me.
0: Yeah, CoverGirl. Um, so the products I got, I got a Wet n' Wild um, eyeliner and lip pencil. I used these once, and I was like, oh, my God. So, first of all, they <laughs> irritated my eyes so bad. My eyes were so irritated when I did black liner, and, and it just was – a mess and then the lip pencil was just like oh that's why these had to be lit on fire like these are yes. horrible um, I got the Maybelline Great Lash the pink and green and so it reminds me of when when I get my lashes tinted that's what this looked like it just looked like it just put a little color on my lashes not much else was happening but it, it made me think like oh that's probably why this was because that was my first mascara and I was like that's mm-hmm. probably why my mom gave me this as a first mascara because she knew like it would just put a little color on my lashes and like it was a really good introductory mascara. Um, Which
1: I think is interesting about that mascara too because it's one of the first mascaras that was ever formulated mm -hmm. that way and it's stood the test of time. But where you're saying that you can get a really light application from it, I also know people that have those like spider eyelashes Mm -hmm. like we were talking about earlier and no shade. I'm saying like they like the thick buildup and they use that mascara. So I think it's really interesting that you can build it in the way that you can.
0: Well, and so when I think of that, I think that's people having that mascara longer than it probably should be.
1: Oh, (laughs) yeah, that's true too.
0: When it gets a little clumpy, yep. Because it's a very thin, wet formula. So I could see Mm -hmm. how it gives you. But the thing is, there's a lot more than... I remember there just being like black, brown, clear, but there's like, diff- they have like the um, rubber bristle brush now. Like they have all these different, I'm like, Maybelline Great Lash, just be yourself. Just be what you yeah. are. You don't have to try and be anything you're not.
1: I, I've always felt like that mascara made my eyelashes feel very brittle after mm-hmm. using it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I used it once and I was like, I already have sensitive eyes. I was like, why am I doing this to myself? Like this is, yeah. this is unnecessary. Um, mm-hmm. And then I was going to pick up a Physician's Formula bronzer, but they're like seven. And dollars Then I was like, Dude, why are what? they? That's the only,
1: I, and I know I sound crazy. Cause I'm like, I'd rather buy an hourglass I bronzer. Would. That's $38, but I don't know. It just always makes me feel weird.
0: I really would. Like I like physicians formula. Like I, they've been around for a long time and you know, I'll mm. use uh, some products here and there from them. Um, but I was like, and they've always been like kind of on the higher end for mm-hmm. drugstore. But the whole thing was physician's formula. It was invented by a doctor because his sister or somebody, she had really sensitive skin and she couldn't wear traditional makeup. So he created, mm-hmm. and it's supposed to be, originally it was um, mineral makeup. It was mineral makeup mm-hmm. based. And it, so it's supposed to be just like a, a nicer alternative to traditional makeup. Maybe someone who's really sensitive to things like talc. Um, but, mm-hmm. and so it's always been a little more expensive because the ingredients were a little bit different. But I mean, I was like, why am I in a CVS spending $17 on a bronzer? I was like, I'm not doing this.
1: Yeah, I think that's really interesting because like marketing and business-wise, you're right. It's in a drugstore. It's the most expensive thing in the drugstore. When you're going to the drugstore, you're you're planning on shopping for something totally different. So yeah, it's always a miss for me. And then when I'm in Alta, there's always so many more things to look at than the physician's formula mm-hmm. section. And then two other products I would say with the physician's formula is, I think that was um a really good product because it was the lightest bronzer
0: yeah. we've had
1: for a really long time. And for lighter skin tones, that was helpful. But I would say the Benefit Hoola Light is... Mm-hmm is Mm -hmm. just as comparable and probably would give you, I mean, I don't want to talk about the wear of the physician's formula because I've never actually tried it. But also if you are looking for drugstore and a good light bronzer, Milani makes a really, really nice bronzer Mm -hmm. um, for light skin tones as well. And I think that's like $7.
0: Yeah. I like um, Milani's cheek products. Um, Me too. But I looked at Elf, and Elf has um, a bronzer for like five bucks, and Wet and Wild had a bronzer for like three bucks. And I was like, if I'm gonna buy a bronzer, I'm gonna buy one of them. I didn't actually pick up a bronzer because I actually have one by Flower Beauty. Um, mm-hmm. I have their Heat Wave bronzer, but I don't. I don't wear bronzer too much. I wear a lot of blush. I used to wear like the bronzer, the blush, and I do sometimes. But I think my daily is like eh, just you know a little putty Elf putty blush.
1: I agree. Yeah. And sometimes I think that bronzer is very overrated on skin tones like ours, people mm-hmm. that have that very light and on the white. I'm saying white as a pigment mm-hmm. type color. Um, it, it can be too harsh on us. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah, look a little muddy as well.
0: Yeah. Um, The one product I did want to shout out though. So flower beauty came out with a never been kissed um, collection. So they have Ah. makeup and they came out with like just a never been kissed collection. So it was just like um, a blush and a highlighter and just like a couple different things, but they came out. So they have a product called a scribble stick and they came out with three shades for this never been kissed collection. So the whole thing with the scribble stick is you can use it. um, It says for eyes and lips, Um, But I did see Drew Barrymore use it on her cheeks too as a quick blush. And so I got the color Razzleberry, which you have been calling cranberry, um, like a cranberry tone to it, because I was like, what, what would I use on my eyes and my lips? And I was like, well, let me try this Razzleberry. And I loved it. And you weren't about it on your eyes at first. I was mm-hmm. not. I was like, I don't even know if I want to put this on my eyes. But then I put it on and it's soft. So you can kind of smudge it out a little bit. But it does have a sharpener in it if you want that sharper line. And I, it didn't irritate my eyes at all. I loved the look of having it on my eyes and lips. I think these are, I think this is a, a fun product. I think it's a nice investment product too. Because um, yeah, I can, it's so versatile. Like it was something that I immediately put in, in like my purse because I was like, I I want this color all the time
1: well yeah that's what I wanted to talk about too because you posted on our Instagram um after you used it and I like couldn't stop staring because you know I'm such a freak about color I'm Mm -hmm. always like preaching like sometimes you don't need the most makeup it's about the color choices and I just think this is such a perfect example because like the way it lights up your eyes just by Mm -hmm. putting it against it and on the lip and then you're not wearing any other makeup but Mm -hmm. then if you wanted to spice it up a little bit You could always add like a few little mini lashes, like if you're going Mm -hmm. to a wedding or something, or then to even like make it even bigger, you could put like a light pink blush on with a little bit of a highlighter. And then you're not doing a full face, but it's just stunning. I love that color on you.
0: Yeah, the when I saw Drew Barrymore use it, she used it on her cheeks and her lips. And again, she did that classic, like, no eye makeup look. And it was so pretty on her, too. She used a different color. It wasn't Razzleberry, but it's like that same kind of tone, um, something that can be used on the cheeks and the lips. And it just looks so pretty. So I'm excited to play around with this a little bit and get some different looks out of this. And I really recommend this to anybody, the Flower Beauty Scribble Sticks. Buy it. Okay. And then tie... <laughs> Beauty guys made me do it. <laughs> awesome. All right, Lauren, tell me what made you happy this week? Um, so
1: not so much about this week, but last week I had a really stellar week of I had three photo shoots and just got to work with a lot of talent. I'm excited to get pictures back. It was really fun. So it just made me realize how important work is to me. And it's really sometimes it's the only time I'm really happy when I'm just indulged in photo shoots and stuff like that. That was good.
0: For sure. You guys should check out Lauren's Instagram. She's been doing the coolest photo shoots. She did this bridal one, and it, it, oh my God, it was beautiful. Just the flowers, everything.
1: and sometimes it can be really hard because that shoot was so amazing. But a lot of times the photographer wants to send the shoot over to be published, you know, so you want to try and send it to different publications. So then they're like, you can't share anything mm-hmm. other than like a few little stories. And I'm like, it's killing me. It's so beautiful. I want to share it.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, it, I, it's been it's so fun for me to watch all the photo shoots and stuff you work on. Um, oh, and it, you. You, sh- you should feel really proud of yourself.
1: Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. That feel, feels good hearing it from you, too. <laughs> oh,
0: you're welcome.
1: So what made you happy
0: this week? I'm going to say it's this episode. This whole 90s nostalgia has been really fun. I was worried it would make me feel old. Um, but, it you know, it was fun to talk to my sister about makeup. My sister's not really – um she wears makeup, but she's not like us. Like, she's not a beauty mm-hmm. queen. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. and um she what she realized she's like wow I do my makeup the exact same way but for me it brought back a lot of memories of like sitting in the bathroom when I was in middle school and she was in high school and I was watching her do her makeup every morning and just sort of like the the women that were really prominent at this time um I um played the Prince of Egypt soundtrack to the song oh. Mariah Carey and Whitney Houston oh. did oh I yes. die yeah. Yeah. yes and I feel like Mariah 90s Mariah Carey I feel like to me is the best Mariah Carey and yeah
1: why didn't I put her in my style icon because yes like yeah. her hair and makeup her look hair, so hair like the big
0: curly hair yeah back then yeah and I just um I I really have enjoyed this like trip down memory lane to '90s nostalgia, and it was really fun for me to talk to my husband. Um, My husband is older than me; he's the same age as my sister, so he graduated high school in 2001.
1: Excuse me, I never knew that. Oh yeah, girl, I got myself
0: an older man. (laughs)
1: Yes, girl. Also, Aaron, good for you. You're pulling a Paul Rudd over there, like looking young. Um,
0: so he he was a teenager in the '90s, like he went to internet cafes and you know (gasps) things like that. So, like he helped me come up with you know the this or that and like to hear him like the women he had crushes on and things like that so this was this episode was a lot of fun for me I had fun with this episode this week
1: I will say too it's interesting like the years that we are because Mm -hmm. we grew up as children in the 90s so mm-hmm. we were always looking up to the older girls like your sister and stuff mm-hmm. that were like doing like cool teenager type stuff so when the 90s kind of came back in style these past couple years I was like oh hell yeah, yeah. I'm gonna wear all this <laughs> shit that my mom wouldn't let me wear platform shoes halter tops crop tops you know like everything and and chokers so yeah. I was really excited and I really liked you know bonding with the youth because you know I'd show up to work wearing the same thing as like my 22 year old coworker and she doesn't really know why she's wearing that. But I'm like,
0: let me tell you, let's talk about it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. It's, it's been fun. This was a fun episode and this brought a lot of like memory and nostalgia and joy to me. So not that I, not that not every episode makes me happy, but I really enjoyed what came along with this episode. Yes. For sure. All right, guys. Well, it's that point of the podcast where I remind you to review us, to message us, to, you know, tag us, ask us your beauty questions. If you have any episode topics you want us to talk about or any questions about anything in general, um, we really appreciate you guys listening and sharing us with your friends, tagging us, um, even just messaging us and telling us that you tried out a shampoo, we recommended and you loved it. We love all that stuff, guys. We have a lot of we fun. We really with do. It. So <laughs> (laughs) Thank you so much for listening, everybody, and we'll talk to you in two weeks.
1: Oh, and this is the time where I remind you to shake your titties at the tambourine. (laughs) Bye.